This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. My most important event of the world, and I think Deacon Davy alluded to that, is the all-time most important event of the world. And it will forever remain so. Amen. I discovered as I studied my scriptures that all life lessons that we will ever need are encapsulated, are encapsulated in the story of the cross. Everything, everything. If you want to, if you want to talk to you about any topic, just, just ask God to reveal it to you from the cross. Courage was there. Um, betrayal was there. Commitment was there. Love was replete. The wickedness of man was there. So anything you want that you want to talk about in scripture is there. And just recently you could hear us praying about that. Prayer was there. Because actually Jesus went through because he prayed. And hopefully during the message as I'm going through the point you will hear that again. So the cross is so, so central. It's the all, all important event that has ever happened in the world. And no wonder the apostles, they were extra excited about it. The, the Bible said they went about preaching the resurrection. We say, so what? Well, it's to you that so what? It was such a big deal at that time. But then I went on beyond the betrayal, the tenacity, the pain, and the wickedness, and the jealousy, the envy, everything. I also saw justice there. I saw God's wisdom there. And then I saw God there. I eventually saw God. I said, it's God. It's God. God right at the center of the cross. The totality of who God is was at the center of the cross. And then I began to look. Because if I were to ask you, what was the cross about? Was the cross about also about God? I, it might be a theological, um, rhetorical question. But I think there's some sense in us finding out what was the cross about? Where is the cross pointing us? Because in John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I started counting who was mentioned more in that verse 16. And I found that God was mentioned more. God, he gave, and all the rest of that. So as important as the blessing of the cross is for us, and I will mention that later on, but it points us to God. But what does it point us to God about most importantly? It points to the fact that God wins. So our title of message is God wins. God wins. And he wins always. God wins. God wins. God wins. God wins. I wish I can sing that song. That one person. God wins. Is it? I, I don't know. I could. But whenever I hear the thing, it just touches me. You know, those of you that you know, you can just sing. God wins. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know, but I know the guy reported God win, God win, God win. You'll be surprised because I was praying for this. Lord, what title should I give it? I know I have to talk about resurrection. No, no I don't have to. I've been started. I didn't pray resurrection. It's what God asked us to talk. And then just give me and say, God wins. And I've just not been able to just get over that. God wins. God wins. And 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I read a few verses for you there. And I take you very quickly through a couple of points. And I pray the Lord will use that to speak to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 55 to 57. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks to God. Somebody says thanks to God. Who gives us the victory through our Lord 
Jesus Christ. You know what he was talking about. But thanks to God. But thanks to God who gave us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. His sacrifice and his pain. Very, very quickly, I mentioned three main subtitles for you. And we say a few words there. And hopefully we pray one or two prayer points. Number one, God is inherently a winner. <laughs> you know, I've prepared that. I knew what inherent means. And I check again. What does inherent mean? It means a permanent and inseparable element Quality or attribute of a person. Inherent means it's a permanent and inseparable element or quality of a person. And a permanent, inseparable, unchanging quality and attribute of God is that he is a winner. That, that is him. He just, that is him. When you pinch him, he's a winner. And the winner God, or God the winner, was tested maximally at the cross. Was tested maximally at the cross. Because in Colossians chapter 2 verse 15, he says, In this way he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Human beings could not fight God. But he knew that demons and powers of darkness, they will be stupid enough to rise up and unwise enough to fight this God. But the Bible says this is the way he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authority. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Hallelujah. And God has never stopped proving that he is a winner. You know, many a times we think the cross was that straightforward. Do you know that part of the prayer that was prayed on the day, apart from the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ knew he would go through so many things that were painful on the day, was the fact that he died as a man, not as God. And because he died as a man, the possibilities are there, they may not rise. You, you never thought of that. You think it's the thought, thought, don't deal. Ah, it's okay, it's God, it's God. Really? And the disciples, the mother, everybody around him, they knew that they within their heart. Something can go wrong. I believe that in the whole of the cosmos and the eternal space flung into the farthest end of the created world and even the uncreated world, because there's still uncreated world that God still has that we have not discovered. The only one that was unmoved was the Father himself and the Holy Spirit with him at that time. And maybe the Spirit of the Son with him. The angels probably, they were concerned that with this thing turn out well. But the winner Father sat on the throne and said, it will turn out well. And that's why many times when we go through the problems of life and we say, God, this thing is too hard. I don't even know what is going on. Don't you see? I've waited. Thank God for that, street, for that, for that drama skit. I've waited. You don't know how it feels. He knows. He knows how it feels. When he died as a man. And never you joke with Hebrews chapter 4, verses 15 and 16, if I remember very clearly. We have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of infirmity. He felt it. He lost his friend. Nobody stayed with him. Do you even know those that, you are talking about losing people. 
Jesus never wanted anybody to leave him. They left him. The closest of him. Peter was, in fact, Peter was the best of all. Do you, I hope you knew that. Because everybody left him. Completely, they left him. At least Peter was falling from a distance. Ah, uh -uh. Where was uh, John, the man we heard on the master's? Where was James? This man was left alone. Where was Mama? Oh, but Pastor, what are you talking about? Eventually, Mama was there. Mama Mary was there at the cross. And John was there at the cross. Where they went there to do the final rite for him. It wasn't to support. It was like, well, it's all over now. We might just see, see him for the last time. Because when they execute them, they don't release the body onto them. I hope you know that. That was why Joseph of Arimathea had to go and the Bible said, begged for the body of Jesus. Once you are executed, you are the property of the government. They bury you. So they were not to have the body. So possibly Mary went there just as a last resort. Let me see him for the last time. John stood afar. Let me have a final gaze on him. We can't even touch him. Because at the moment now, they will bundle his body and the Romans, they will take him away, dump him in where they just dump other bodies. Then because God the winner is at work, make sure that I was a man called Joseph Arimathea, collected the body. That's a different story altogether. The inherent nature of God was what made him to say nothing can go wrong. And I pray, as we are told during worship, that DNA, that gene should be in you and I. It should start manifesting. That we have that level of confidence and say nothing can go wrong. Or because we are still living in the flesh, nothing may go wrong, but nothing will go wrong. Because the thought of it will come unto you. Nothing may, because we are still in the realm where there is still a degree of uncertainty. It may, but it won't. Somehow it will all come together. The inherent nature of God, the inherent nature of God is that he is a winner. He is a winner. And I pray in the name that's above all names, from now on, we all, we will begin to, 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 to express that same nature. Amen? Number two, because of our time very quickly. Got so much to say. Well, let's go to number two. God always wins fair and square. You say, where does, that, where does that come in? Yeah. In actual fact, part of what I was going to say to you before, actually, when I wrote the first line of, of, the, um, you know, of, of, the, of the message, I, and it came to me and I said, God is inherently a winner. It's so funny the way where you're your own. And then I put a smiling face in front of that. You know why I was saying? What a statement. Of course he's a winner. <laughs> you know, it was like a smiling face. And he is because, look, he, he created the game, if you want to call it a game. He set the rules, and at the same time, he's the judge. And so, well, it's easy now. So it's very easy to say he's a winner. But also he binds himself over. That though he created the game, he set the rules, and he also judges it, and he can, like, like, like you and I, just tweak it a little bit. Just, just do it to favor you. Despite the fact that he did all those things, he does not break his own rules. He does not you know, start shifting the goalposts when it's going on. And that's one thing we must know. In fact, that's the only reason for the cross. The mere fact that God wins fair and square. If not, he will have forgiven us. 
What does it take? Why, why, why should if a man demand that sinner shall die? So, so I, I said the soul that sinner shall die, isn't it? I said they shall not die anymore. Charge me to court. End of story. Why did he have to bother? The wages of sin is death. Okay, it's no longer death. Wages of sin is just go. And then another day, somebody else decided to be silly. I said, okay, today wages of sin is death. He can do it. Just like some uh, of these uh, referees. The one that they like. And all these gray areas. And there are many gray areas in life. So by then, the Lord, I believe the Lord has said to me, uh, 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 uh. yes, I can, but I don't. When I win, I win according to the rule. I win according to the instruction that I've put. And that's one of the difficult areas for us. Because some of the things that happen in life is because God wants to win according to the rules. Do you know my thinking? My thinking, it might be a personal revelation. Why did Papa Abraham have to wait for 25 years to have a child? Could it be that God in every other thing, amongst many other things, he was waiting in Genesis chapter 22, as it's written there from one, from one to the end, that this man will sacrifice his only son that he loved so that he will be a type of God the Father that sacrificed his son. Because what we get from verse 8 of Genesis 22 is that, you know, the Lord Jesus, you know, um, um, Abraham said, Abraham said, God will provide himself a lamb for sacrifice. Did you read it there? And that's exactly what God did in Christ Jesus, was it not? So all along, Abraham, without knowing it, had actually, for all intents and purposes, one son, like the father had one son. That son is so precious. And that's when it's so precious, they said that God said, bring him as I will give you my own son. So that everyone, Jews, that will read it, possibly Muslims that will read it, because from this man Abraham is actually the only one that you can call the father of all the world, almost as it were. Because by the time you put all the Christians together, about we're going about to about three, four billion, now, put Muslims together, we'll come second, put um, the Judaistic together, they call him the father of, because all of them lay claim on him. Forget about those other little, little gods that they are serving everywhere. Forget about those two. But even all these false religions that are, you know, like, like, like the false expression in Islam or whatever, the truth of the matter is that they all claim Abraham. So Abraham was such a father. And yet in Abraham, God so made sure that he went through all the process so that God one day will say, just as you people, so that's why Muslims will be judged. You, you know, you know, <laughs> You, you, you are trifling with Jesus. The Abraham you are talking about, and the Jews will be judged. You're trifling with, 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 with Jesus, and you know that this is exactly a mirror event of what happened in this man Abraham you believed in. That's why Jesus kept referring to Abraham. That's why they wanted to stone him. He said, you believe in Abraham. He said, before Abraham I was. You know the rest of the story. God wins fair and square. Now, that may be the reason why some things in your life are going the way they are going. So that when the story is completed, no law is broken, but at the same time you reach your destination, you still win. It might look all very untidy to you, but the master planner is fixing everything. He's making everything to be. And so when the story is told, resurrection is so sweet now because you are doing the postscript. And very soon we'll do a proscript of your own life story as well. It's been circuitous as it were. 
But because of the fairness of God, you will reach that destination in the name of Jesus. And nothing shall be said. And we can go on and now we can take all many Bibles replete with examples like, the, like Pharaoh and the children of Israel. How God won over him fair and square. Could have blown the man away a long time. He would not, not even have allowed him. That's, that is the answer to most of what people say. Why did God allow that? It's because there are rules he has set. That's why he allowed Jesus to die. There are rules he has set. He has set them and he will play within those rules and still win. Even when it was working, when seemed to be working against him. That's why it's called the almighty and all-powerful one. Hallelujah. Finally, God wins for others because he has no competitors. He wins for others. Because this way we are talking about, who can stand against the Lord? If I wrote it here, I wrote it. I said, song, who can stand against the Lord? Who can stand against the Lord? Who is that foolish one can stand against the Lord? It's pointless. The devil is not God's competitor. I hope you know that. Because the truth of the matter is that if it had been a boxing match, which weight or which division will God have been fighting? Let's look at it humanly speaking. There are 70 divisions in boxing. Oh, you're surprised to hear that. 70 divisions. The smallest one, they call it the minimum weight. The, ma- the b- biggest one, they call it what? Heavyweight. And in between, there are many things. Actually, when I was checking it, I won't go there today. Do you know many of you in this room, you normally fight heavyweight by your weight? Yeah. But I won't, I won't go there. I barely missed it, actually, even myself. And I won't call myself a very big frame. I could do better. Anyway, story for another day. If we say God should fight in the minimum weight, the Bible says he rides on the wings of the wind. He's so light that he will ride on the wings of the wind. So likely, it will be too, it will be too light to fight the minimum weight. Let's try him in the heavyweight. Isaiah 66 verse 1. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and the earth is my The poof that he puts his, high, uh, his leg on is diameter 8,000 miles. Very small. He just do his leg like that. Who wants to fight him? So all this fighting we're talking about, God wins, God wins. He wins for others. So that we can come and carry what he has won. Oh, how I pity those children who their fathers have labored so much for them to eat and they are not eating it. What a transvesty. What a shame. Their mothers have labored for them, maybe in connections, maybe in wealth. And they are probably not aware they are on their own. That is the sadness of the case, like that of that elder brother of the prodigal son. And kept saying, Father, uh, you know, I, I don't have nothing in this. Uh, you've not killed anything for me. The father said, essentially, you did not ask me. He said, son, all that I have is yours. And you know, that father is an heavenly father. Every victory that God 
as ever had and is having, or that is had fully in the cross, is for you and I. Victory over sin, victory over sickness, victory over poverty, victory over demonic oppression is all for us that he won it. Hallelujah. When he accepted on her, he led captivity captive and gave gift to us men. Hallelujah. And today, we will approach him again and we shall possess our possession. But on Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. The house of Jacob shall possess their possession. He has won. He never lost and he will keep winning. May our eyes be opened more and more to the depth and extent of what Christ did for us. Where I started, I will close on it. Father, thank you that you are inherently the winner. That nothing went wrong on the day. One day when we get to heaven, you will roll at his feet just for that single point. The devil has some knowledge. That's why he says in 1 Corinthians, I think chapter 2, verse 8, he said, if the rulers and the spiritual rulers of this world had known, they would not have crucified him. That's what I was telling you. I think the thing was hid from everybody. Because Jesus Christ mentioned somewhere, he said the day that he will return, when the end of the world will be, he said nobody knows, not even the angels in heaven. The whole creation were in suspense. So when we were starting and we were being asked to rejoice and shout, let's learn to celebrate this day very well. History will have been totally different. You are standing here, I'm standing here now. We are leading, you know, people in your house. You pray and things are happening simply because Jesus, Jesus, Jesus paid for it. You can imagine if we are to, at least if God says, okay, let them continue with the old system and be killing animals and whatever. Ah. Are the human beings being human beings? Because wickedness seems to be increasing. You will advise a means of, you know, doing. But thank God, once and for all sacrifice is being paid for. It's been paid for. The debt has been paid. And the sentence has been commuted. Because Jesus has paid for it. You want to rise up with me this morning, this afternoon. And begin to give thanks unto the one who paid for it. God wins. Hallelujah. And the victory is for you. Does not need to win for himself. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know whether you know this one. I want to share this. It's a simple hymn. It's a simple hymn. Immortal, invisible, God only wise enlightened as a sea who healed from our eyes most blessed most glorious the ancient of his almighty Thy greatness
right now I'm praying. Father, I thank you. Great Father of glory, pure Father of light. The angels adore you. Lift your voice and give him thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Today's Thanksgiving Sunday. Thank you for winning all for me. Where am I able to stand here before you and pray? Where am I able to declare the word of the Lord? Why am I being changed from glory to glory? Because somebody paid for it. Somebody fought for me. Somebody defeated the enemy on my behalf. And he has given me the victory. He has led the captivity captive and given gift unto men. Hallelujah. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. You are my hope. You are my help. I am grateful, oh God. Oh, we weave you worship and honor and adoration and praise forevermore. Bless the name of the Lord our God. He is faithful and true. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Mm. He makes all things beautiful. That's a word for somebody here this afternoon. In his time, he makes all things beautiful. It looks ugly now, but it shall be beautiful. It looks impossible now, but the Lord says it shall come out beautiful. Friday was ugly. Friday was dark. 
Friday was unsure. Everybody left. Friend left. Pain was there. Confusion was there. But there's a, there was a beauty on Sunday. There are beauty on Sunday. And the Sunday of beauty shall dawn over that life in the name of the Lord Jesus. It makes all things beautiful. What a glorious day. They were excited. The Bible said they risked their life for the sake of the fact that he rose from the dead. That was what they were preaching. He did actually rose. Wow. We never thought it would happen. But to us now, it is a done deal. And everything that is inside that resurrection shall be yours as well in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and say in the name of Jesus. The spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. We raise me up also. In the name of Jesus, lift your voice right now. We've been talking about the theme that the winner has given us the victory. And that victory is to make you have a change of status. From righteousness to righteousness. From holiness to holiness. From expression of gifting of the spirit to another one. From business success to another. That is what the winning that God gave us is all about. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Hebrews chapter, Romans chapter 8. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. We raise me up also. He has said that I shall sit in heavenly places with him. Far above our powers and principalities. I'm no longer operating on the low level. I'm rising right now. I key into that spirit. That spirit is still alive. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you comfortable. I will send the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Father raised him from the dead. Oh, yes, Lord. That Spirit raised me right now. Raise me right now. Raise me right now. Raise me right now. The Spirit of victory. The Spirit of victory that cannot ever be defeated. In the name of Jesus, I'm raised. I'm raised. I'm raised. I'm raised. I'm raised. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Lifted, I am lifted, I am lifted by the
say in the name of Jesus, I step into the victory my Lord and God obtained for me. From victory to victory, I shall go in the name of Jesus. Victory over death, victory over sin, victory over sickness, victory over poverty, victory over sorrow, victory over pain. In the name of Jesus, the Lord is raised me, raised me, raised me. I'm raised by the Lord. Hallelujah. And I'm raised into the level of victory. And I go from one level of victory unto another in the name of Jesus. Come on, begin to cry to the Lord right now. Rise up, rise Rise up with him. God wins. God wins. God wins. He has won. He has won. And we are enjoying the victory that he has purchased for us. Blessed be the name of the Lord forevermore. In Jesus' marvelous name we are praying. Father, we thank you. We rejoice in all that you have done for us. If we spend the rest of eternity thanking you for that Friday and rejoicing in you for this Sunday. Oh, it shall not be enough. But the little we are brought to you today, Father, accept of us in the name of Jesus. We turn unto you, O Most High, and we pray that from now on we shall live in the victory that our Father has purchased for us. We shall not live below power. We shall not live below power. We shall remember that your winning is always fair. You have many things that you want to sort, and we are resting in you. But the victory is always sweet. It's always glorious. For each and every one still expecting their victory to manifest in the physical and in the realm of the natural resistance, I speak to you right now. Receive your victory in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every barrier shielding you from stepping into your victory, let them come tumbling down right now. Every wall of Jericho separating you from your land that the Father has given unto you, let them fall. Let them fall. In the name of Jesus, the foundation of your opposition has been eroded. It may be standing, but it will fall. I say it has to fall. And today, as the status of the Son of God and Son of Man change forever, because the Bible says, let the Spirit be in you, which was first in Christ Jesus, who taught you not know, to be equal with God, but uh, humble himself unto the death of the cross, and God has highly exalted him. Hallelujah. Oh, he had his status changed and exalted. Right now, Lord, let there be exaltation for every one of these, your children, in the name of Jesus. No more shame. You won't bury your head down again. He has won the victory. He's a winner. You are son of a winner. And he can never lose. You will never lose. Whatever seems so delayed and seems to have been out of the way is coming back on track in the name of Jesus. In fact, you are coming out at the higher level. The detour, as it seems in the wilderness, when you come, you will come out right on top there. And people will be wondering, see what the Lord has done. The same God of Father Abraham is your God. Who bore Isaac and Isaac bore Jesus? 
by succession. So shall it be concerning each and every one of us. Father, we thank you. As we go on today celebrating, let our worship be acceptable unto you. Let this year be the best year for our lives ever. Lord, surprise this little flock. He said, when in the writings of the gospel, he said, do not fear, O little flock. It's your father's will to give you the blessing of the kingdom. And so, Lord, we receive the blessing of the kingdom. And we rejoice and we revel in them today. Thank you, eternal Father. To you be the glory and honor. Jesus, marvelous name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody say God win. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.